Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, look, there he is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. I bet. Welcome back, everybody. You are now tuned in to another episode of High at Nine News. Thank you for joining. Not only to get not high at nine with us, but also high noon on the East Coast. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street. And it's Thursday, March 30th. Today is National Pencil Day because pens are permanent and commitment national talk take a walk in the park day because walking in the street will get you killed national virtual vacation day and who needs a a beach when zoom backgrounds got all the sunshine you need national turkey neck soup day that's disgusting man and national i am in control day because you are the beta and uh national doctors day so shout out to all the doctors out there legit and not bringing the world the treatments they want and need everybody out there watching please like share and hit the subscribe button follow us at hyatt nine news across all social media platforms for live mornings oh what was that a little little theme music going behind me i'm walking through the streets or some shit hey we're live weekday mornings on youtube and twitch audio only on clubhouse if you do choose the clubhouse route you can also participate in the show by raising your hand with a brief comment on the story presented and um getting things started today y'all know who it is it is the industry's longest continuously operating retailer known as white gucci in detroit known as gucci blanco down at mar-a-lago and um he's also matt gates's uh fixer so i hear <laughs> y'all know who it is jason beck and, and, and rico the the turkey neck soup i thought that was for uh marijuana mitch <laughs> gobble gobble yeah, there's nothing food. wrong with turkey neck soup clearly you highfalutin people down at Mar-a-Lago know nothing hey. about turkey neck soup I've never hey, my, my never family, my family turkey neck soup and I, I never fuck with that shit man it's, it's, it's a turkey neck why, why am I going to eat it because it's neck. delicious what's so delicious about the turkey neck I'm just it's not about the meat it's about the, the rest flavor of the Come on, people. I yeah. generally like that. It's a I spinal fluid. The, I always save the turkey neck. Mm, oh I'm just saying, I generally like like neck, but you know, whether from turkey. I like getting, I like getting neck, you know what I'm saying? Oh, boy, here we go. Uh, well, I like some turkey <laughs> neck. Oh, man. And you know what? Are you a vampire, Rico? Today we have two stories today, back to back, all involving everyone's favorite dispensary chain across America, MedMen. Because today, Adam Bierman is just a little bit richer because he's set to get $3 million from MedMen. Can you believe that, everybody? 
an arbiter ruled that Beerman was entitled to three million sixty-three thousand three hundred dollars plus costs of forty-nine thousand two hundred and forty-three dollars and thirty-four cents for a total award of a whopping three million one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred and forty-three dollars and thirty-four cents related to his separation from the company. The base award represents the value of Beerman's super voting shares and a bonus of 12 million common shares as of August of 2020. Uh, but beleaguered uh, MedMen was once billed as the first unicorn of cannabis, meaning the company had a billion-dollar valuation before going public, but now it is selling off parts and drowning in debt. In a quote, after three long years, I'm glad the truth has come out and that I can finally share my story, Bierman said. The court found MedMen, as well as the former executive chairman, guilty of fraud. This judgment com completes the factual narrative as I passionately chase the end of prohibition, he says. <laughs> However, the win could be cold comfort for Beerman as MedMen recently reported that it, it has a working capital deficit of a whopping $37 million and noted that it is, it, it is a ongoing concern. MedMen stated that it had already defaulted a debt with a senior lender and would need to obtain an extension or refinance. The company has, has just $15 million in cash and equivalents on the books and a market cap of only 25 million. The stock was selling for less than two cents a share. According to the court document, MedMen went public on May 29th of 2018 with its stock first listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Days before the IPO, Beerman as CEO of MedMen executed an employment agreement for himself, which provided among its benefits. You ready for this? $1.5 million in base salary, an equity grant based on a time vesting schedule, and a special IPO bonus of $4 million if the company reached a $2 billion valuation. Beerman received the valuation bonus in September of 2018. However, the company never uh, revisited those lofty valuations. The stock was selling at roughly $3.54 at the beginning of 2019, but plunged to just roughly $0.53 cents by the end of 2019. Before the IPO, MedMen agreed to buy Pharmacan, but the deal ultimately fell apart back in 2019 and MedMen's stock fell and the company needed to restructure as it cycled through several chief financial officers. The final award set settlement claims that it was a failure of the deal that caused the stock price to fall, but the company also was reporting heavy losses and not paying its vendors. In addition, the co-founders were accused of enriching themselves as the company struggled. <clears throat> In December 2019, an investor died before completing his $20 million investment into the company. Initially, Ben Rose committed that Wick, Wick, Wicklow Capital, MedMen's then largest equity investor, would make up this shortfall. Rose was both a representative of Wicklow and executive chairman of MedMen. But the uh, commitment soon morphed into an ultimatum to obtain the cash infusion on Christmas. Beerman, Modlin, and and Gannon had to sign personal guarantees on the money or Wicklow would allow before Wicklow would allow MedMen to miss payroll and other obligations. In May 2019, Beerman reduced his salary uh, salary to $50,000 and charged his uh, equity grant to 
to be discovery and based on performance for investor settlement morale, the statement read. According to the statement on January 24, 2020, Bierman called Rose to tell him he was thinking of stepping down as CEO. The next Monday, January 27th, Bierman met with Rose and John McCarthy, Wicklow's general counsel, at MedMen's offices to negotiate the terms of Bierman's exit. At the times, Rose chastised and cursed at Bierman, and at some point, the negotiations became so contentious that Gonan had to physically restrain Rose when he got up and moved moved as though he was going to strike Bierman. However, despite uh, an oral agreement between Rose and Bierman for 18 million shares, the written separation agreement made no mention of Bierman's right to a specified number. According to the board uh, minutes, it was determined that the uh, consideration MedMen would pay to Bierman to surrender uh, his super voting shares would be put through a more rigorous valuation process. According to the final award statement, equity methods valued the super voting shares at $951,300. F.W. Cook, on the other hand, valued the 2019 excess contribution at about negative $4.9 million, essentially concluding that no compensation was owed to Bierman for his portion. Bierman uh, contended that MedMen breached the separation agreement in three ways. One, uh, relying on the equity methods report which contained manifest errors to value the super voting shares Two, relying on the FW cook report again, to manifest errors to value the 2019 excess contribution and three failing to issue any shares or cash for the super voting shares. The arbiter ruled that the equity methods report did not contain manifest errors and also denied Bierman's request for a multiple of two and a half times the $3.7 million shares owed to him because the uh, the claimed fraud was not proven by clear, convincing evidence. With this case behind him now, Bierman said he's looking to get back into the cannabis game, noting that he is working on a few projects. One is a new retail concept based on the convenience store model with low overhead and higher margins. Well, I'm just going to digress right there and see what y'all have to say, because this is Jason Beck reporting for the High at Nine News Hour. What do y'all think? Wow, good for Beerman. Good for Beerman. He's entering into his second act. I can't wait to watch and what he does, how he's changed, how he treats people with respect. Um, has a more inclusive work environment, is more collaborative, you know, with other cannabis businesses, and really makes the world I'll a better place. Up, right? I'll be covering some of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man! Hold on. I, I wonder. I wonder if his low overhead concept is just that Circle K model that we covered that was fake news. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be Delta Eight, guys. Might be Delta Eight. Point. Very well. Could okay. be. You're 100 percent right on that list. Uh, <sighs> are you saying? Are you accusing Adam Bierman of um, smoking Delta Eight? What you're doing I, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I'm just saying that this man is a genius, and uh, we just need to give him more money. Yeah. Right? He's a three million, three million dollars richer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after yeah. MedMen can't even pay its bills to people, it is just insane. 
It's insane that he's able to take another leadership role. And it's insane that investors continue to trust him because they will continue to trust him. He's going to raise he's, it. He's a white male. Yeah. He's, he's a white male in, uh, in the corporate America. Of course, he's going to feel upwards. Oh, man. You know, yeah. we're going to go to commercial. We're, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about it in just a minute with Rico's story. So we're going to pay this quick bill. We'll be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Coming up next, it is the dope dad himself who has some type of fraudulent story from Edmund and all of the craziness <laughs> that goes on. I really can't believe that this guy got three million, another $3 million after he basically bankrupted the company. But, you know, we're going to keep on going because it's the dope dad's time to talk about MedMen. Let's hear what you got, Rico. <laughs> Dude, Adam Beerman just continues to fail upwards, man. And um, whatever. <laughs> just when y'all thought it was safe, the cannabis industry's original supervillain is right back in this bitch like he left something. Of course, Adam Beerman's best known for taking MedMen public back in 2018, with the company quickly reaching a valuation of $2 billion, not one, like you said, Jason, $2 billion, making what they called themselves at the time the Apple Store of weed, the industry's first official unicorn. But after a bill to acquire Pharmacan, um, things went south real quick. And now um, with multiple uh, lawsuits fingering Beerman and him getting vindicated like he did, <laughs> getting $3 million like he did, <sighs> he's fresh off that injection that Jason Beck just talked about with that cool $3 million from the MedMen settlement in his pocket. And you know what? He's out here feeling himself. Like Lex Luthor on a redemption tour after claiming self-defense for stabbing Clark Kent in the face with a cryptic knight knife. <laughs> Beerman dropped in on the Hoban Minute. Hoban? I don't know how you pronounce that. Hoban Minute podcast Hoban, yeah. yesterday. Hosted by Bob Hoban and Javier Ailet. Um, and he said after a brief break from cannabis to spend time with family. He's now shopping a book with the working title of Forget Stoner, highlighting all the little people that consume as a nod to MedMen's 2018 national marketing campaign with the same title featuring photos of firefighters, chefs, and others in an attempt to show how productive cannabis users can be in real life. He also had a few choice words for all the woke haters out there. He said that there's always gonna be someone who hates you when you're just trying to change the world for the better. Emphasizing the importance of staying true to one's core values despite facing criticism from various segments of society. There you have it, folks. Adam Bierman's a wokating, value-oriented American just like the rest of us. The former CEO also reminisced about how MedMen single-handedly changed public perception of the industry by offering welcoming, clean, and aesthetically pleasing storefronts consumers could not uh, be prouder of to visit <sighs> the good old Med Men days. But I'm going to stop there <laughs> and give more fuel to all of this revisionist history and open it up to the rest of y'all. Are y'all feeling this new age activism coming from a man of the people with a fresh three million in the bank? Was 2020 Beerman simply ahead of his time speaking his First Amendment truths in an industry not yet prepared for all that alpha male energy? I don't know. You guys tell me. There's Rico Lamita, dopest dad on the street for High Nine News. I want to know what y'all think about this. 
Was he saying woke haters or people who hate woke people? Like the haters are, are, or the woke people are the haters? That was confusing woke, to woke me. Woke people are haters. Well, they, wait, I just want to know what Adam Bierman's saying, which side he is on this. Is he trying to appeal to the hardworking white man? We can all get high. <laughs> no. Fuck you, hey, fuck you, woke people. I mean, is he trying he, to do that or is he trying he to be woke? Say, he didn't say white people. He, he didn't say white people. He's definitely He's not trying, trying to, to appeal woke. to the every person because he is every person, yeah. is he not? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's everybody. Go, 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 bro. I'm, I'm the confused. He wears a car heart to work every single day. I'm confused. I'm confused, Adam. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that confusing. He's just saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to bend the knee to these woke policies is basically what he's saying. And we're just going to keep on trucking. And we're going to continue to make yeah. money because capitalism is king. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. Adam Bierman is king. Thank you for the translation. No problem. Anytime. Are you, are you buying this, Jason? Are you, are you buying the new act? You know, phase two of Adam. I mean, let me tell you something. People, people just overall are stupid. Okay. And so definitely he's going to definitely raise the money for this new type of venture or whatever. I don't think that he won't do that. I mean, he's proven that he can just uh, shuffle millions of dollars from tons of different people and people aren't going to like go after him for it. Um, And he's just won another $3 million settlement. So we got more money in his coffers to, to, to stifle money from people so um i I don't see this changing at all i what i really want to know is what is he going to call these new stores that's what i really want to know forget stoner (laughs) he's gonna be he's gonna be pitching it to the everyman in society the anti-woke cannabis uh, lounge that's what it's gonna be called i mean i i could just since he wants to have low overhead i mean i think you should just call it littles Littles. Littles. Yeah, shout out to. <laughs> did he did he say he was opening actual stores again? He said he has a, he no. has a concept for a new retail chain that he wants to come out that is uh, low overhead. And, I think uh, low overhead means delivery. I don't think this man's getting back into brick and mortar. Well, maybe um, it'll be a little delivery service. He's soon going to be on his book tour, man. He has his book coming out. He's Stop it! His, Are you serious? You got his new re. That's what, yeah. That's what I just fucking said. Like he has a book coming out. And he's been pitching his book. <laughs> he's what trying to get people called? to fund his book. Forget Stoner. It was a nod to the old Med Men campaign. Forget, Forget Stoner. Stoner. Oh my goodness. People are gonna buy that book. Yeah. He, the, the everyday cannabis man, is Adam Bierman. That's what his book's gonna be about. That's what his uh, his uh, retail concept that you were talking about <laughs> is probably gonna be about. Mm-hmm. And he's just a man of the people, man. He's going to go on a, a man of the people tour with Trump. You, you just stop watch. Yes. Stop it. He's he going to be stuck yeah. with your boy no, Trump. No, no, no. He's, he's, Jason he's, Beck he's will be on. I love this podium with him. Jason Beck, Adam Beerman. Adam Beerman is a Democrat-loving liberal. I don't know if he's going to be. I've spent some time with Adam Beerman in, uh, at South by Southwest in 2019. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, he was just kind of creepy to be around. Just to be honest, I wish I wish him nothing but the best if he does have pure intentions and he is trying to do good Stop this time it. around. No one believes that. I do. He is creepy and he feels it, it feel it felt creepy kind of to be around him. It was me and maybe six other Get people in the in the green room and it was like uh you want yeah, it was just it just icky. I don't know. I met I so. met Adam a long time ago. Um, and have been to a number of events with Adam and him pitching for money and pushing for lobbying efforts. Uh, as much as you may not like Adam, Adam's not stupid. No, he's uh, not. No. So 
don't think anybody's gone stupid. I, I get it. And but I understand that people don't like him, but I think he's gonna come back stronger than ever, frankly. Yeah. I think he got out of Med Men long ago enough to that he can push off their issues and uh, onto other people. He can and, blame uh, yeah, he can blame those issues that well it was other people that, that that screwed up the whole company and caused the devaluation and everyone to lose money and it none of it was my fault. Look, I got this three million dollar settlement that proves that I wasn't it wasn't my fault. Yeah, and look at all these other bad people too. Look at what all these other bad people are doing. Yeah. He's got so many villains to point to and be like, I didn't at least I didn't well, do that. Yeah. He, he had a case. lot of straw men, I would say. He, he won the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Ugh, three million. Whatever. You know, whatever. I don't think he's gonna see a dime of that three million. Uh, Why is that? Why? Because they got no money. Because they got a lot of men. Men has so many other people to pay. Why it's do you think he's judgment. at the it's head of the judgment. line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go bankrupt and blah blah blah. I think there's plenty of ways. Men, there is no bankruptcy in cannabis, Gretchen. So that's not reality. That's outcome. Okay. Well, it. You want to make a bet? And the and the Sarayas mm-hmm. have a shit ton of cash that, but they I don't necessarily want to put it, it. into Medman. Well, how much money do they actually have still? Sarayas got big bread. Don't get it. No, twisted. no, no. I'm talking Medman. How much Medman? Medman, Medman, like Medman has. Mil? No, no. I, 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 it was in my story. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up for you right now. It says the right. Do they actually still have? Medman has. Uh, That's another source of bad debt. Mm-hmm. Betty with Jason. Give me a second. I think they got fifteen, re- but yeah, 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 yeah. They have fifteen million in yeah, on yeah. on hand capital, but now how how it reads? I'm not to sure keep if the that lights also. On, I don't think that's going to Adam Beerman. I'm just yeah. Don't. They'll they'll, <laughs> they'll shut a dispensary, pay him out. Why would they pay him out though? That's the whole point. They have like, why would they pay him out before they, everyone else? I mean, does he have that clause? Because it's a court judgment. Because ultimately, it's either it's either MedMen gets their financial situation in order, or MedMen falls into receivership. And then at that point, he would be one of the first people to be paid out because it was a court order. He would actually get paid out before vendors and before a lot of other people that have financial claims. Great. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Lovely. The farmer, you know, is getting screwed. The manufacturer is getting screwed. I mean, it's like, man, this this industry is just littered with bodies. Patty, Pat, Patty says, MedMen has their share, shareholders pledge their shares to lenders that are affiliated lenders. Um, yeah, PharmaCans, uh, they, they walked away from that um, $682 million uh, deal, all stock deal. How many people wish that they did that when other companies tried to buy them with all stock deals? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I think would probably be the ultimate swindler combination for adam bierman was that if he partnered up with steve d'angelo oh my god man like you gotta you gotta i i need to we need to have a steve d'angelo episode if you keep bringing him up be, like it just kind of feels that just feels weird to me that'd be it like just feels two, weird to me super creepy all together two little swindlers holding hand in hand jason jason let's have a special hyatt nine report on Steve D'Angelo, and I want you to tell me everything you think, and I'm going to tell you everything I think, and maybe well, first of all, the, the, we can the, better understand. Because I honestly, bigger, he's big, a friend of mine. Bigger. I don't like, I, I don't like all the pot shots. You know what I mean? I get that you have a different, well, a different insight on, than all, I do, and I want to respect on. that. But it just, it feels a little bit like, it feels a little lame. I mean, it can feel however lame you want. Oh, sure, but you know, 
Sure. I'm not worried about all that. I know you're not. I know you're not, which is why I really want to learn. I really want to understand I'm more than happy to teach you. You have to be open to listening to the truth because once you know the truth, you will not feel the same way that you do. I've had conversations with people before on this issue, and it really, I've I've, uh, really, I can... I can't wait to talk to you, Jason. I want to better I understand I you. Wait. You will, you will 100% understand. Yeah. You'll understand the real world and you'll have an awakening. It'll be like taking a red pill. I'm excited about that. Why can't you talk about that on High at Nine? Because there's no stories about High at Nine and I'm not just here just to slam no, people. Or in public is what I'm saying. I want to, I mean, I think a lot of people would love to hear what you have to say. I'm sure that they probably on would. this issue. Oh let's man, what's going on? Hold on, hold on. Let's keep, let's keep this. Let's keep this part. We got going. derailed. Oh, hold on. I like what. Yeah, what Patty says. I <laughs> I think in order for someone to, to talk about Steve D'Angelo, they must have been there from the beginning. Like for people like me and Jason are very selective. Yes. Who other and, who really know how things went down. And I want to learn. Right on that, Patty. Is what I'm saying is I want I just I want nothing more than to learn but because it's it's history it's cannabis history I and also not, I know him in a different way that's all I, I'm so. just saying well you know him in a weird way and so um, wow thanks for that Jason no problem thank you yeah. in a weird way yeah hundred percent what does that mean how do everyone, you know how I know him every, every because every anyone. How do you know Y'all are killing my time. I'm I'd sorry. I'd love to speak about We're Delaware. moving to the next story. Put We're going on. on. We're here to talk about Adam Bierman, and you totally hijacked the conversation. You did, dog. You did. No, I brought him up. Oh, my God. I like this. There's so much heat today. I thought it was Yeah, spicy. baby. All this spiciness. Oh, yeah. I told like you. I like this. Though. Let's, let's, keep this, let's keep this party going right here. Are we going to do an ad, or am I just like going to go straight? No, you're going into Gretchen. Let's go. Let's go. She is known for mixing things up on K Street by day and in the kitchen at night. The jury is still out on whether them weak ass outfits she forces her pit bulls into amount of animal abuse or not. But I'm a big fan of uh, innocent until proven guilty. So I'm going to stop talking shit (laughs) before she comes at me. You know who it is. The founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington insider, Gretchen Gailey. Good Gretchen, afternoon. It's, it's, not, it's not me and you going at each other. I like this. I like this. I know. It's, it's kind of weird. So cute. So cute. It's got to change the, you know, balance. <laughs> um, and just for kicks, because I'm, I'm already bored with half of our stories, I'm not even going to do my story. Hell with it. Uh, I'll just tell you my headline, and then we can talk. Because trust me, there ain't much to it. Basically, my headline was Delaware Governor Dodge's question about vetoing marijuana legalization bills. So... Basically, Delaware has passed adult use cannabis. They've sent it to the governor, and the governor, they're like, hey, governor, you gonna vote for this? You gonna sign it into law? And he's like, leave me alone. I got bigger issues. So, that's my story. Uh, in the real world, the governor has 10 days to sign this into law, or it becomes law, or he can veto it. He's vetoed it before. Uh, if he tries to veto it this time, uh, they got the votes to override. Talk amongst yourselves. Is he going to veto, or is Delaware going to finally get some adult use legalization? He's either going to veto it, or he's not going to sign it and let it just default into law. This is a red herring. Yeah. Joe Biden is not going to allow him to sign that bill into law. It's it's a red herring, but uh, is is he going to be the – is he a Democrat? Yeah. It's Delaware. Of course. Does he want to be labeled the Democrat Christy Nome? I don't think he has an issue with that. The man has vetoed cannabis before. He says he's worried about the – unintended consequences of cannabis legalization. 
of the such two as, people who live in Delaware. Such as, did he be elaborating? Yeah, right, those right, Liz. Such as Laura, right. Right. Who cares? Yeah. He does not. He does not elaborate. Usage, so, it, all the people who are lobbying to him and keeping him in on vacation. Right. I think he's tossing that uh, red meat out there for, for everybody to start fighting and, and say what they want and what they don't want. He's going to push it back. He's just a uh, food for fodder. I, I, I am really glad that they have the votes to override it. So regardless of whether he vetoes it or not, um, he doesn't really have a he doesn't really play a part in this. It's mm-hmm. like whether he wants to he wants to follow Tide or otherwise he's just going to get steamed over as a governor. The Delaware. Anyway, he's still in Delaware. Delaware steamer. Yep. <laughs> I don't even think Delaware should be a state, though. In all reality. What are you talking I mean, about? Why are you talking shit about Delaware, man? What Delaware did you? Great businesses oh, are founded in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. You know what? Sorry. I'm confusing that with Rhode Island. I apologize. Let me retract that statement. Oh, man. Jason. Yeah. Jason's just taking shots at everybody today, man. <gasps> no one's safe, man. Uh, Jason clearly woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And no, so, Adam, what should Jason do later today? He should tune in at 4 o'clock Eastern to my other show, if you want all Gretchen all the time, CWCB Expo on Thursdays from 4 o'clock to 4.20. We have you on your way by 4.20. We talked to industry experts today. And I'm just bringing this up today because a couple of you have already reached out to it, seeing it through my social media. I will have on Calvin Fry, who is a West Coast uh, old school cannabis guy. So I think a lot of you know who he is. Yes. Uh, and we're just going to talk about what's going on and how he pertains to New York, and it's going to be fun. So tune in. It'll be live. Yeah. Unfortunately, for all my loving trolls, there is no comment section like we have here. So you can't oh. give me too much grief. But you can comment afterwards later. Just go and just send her a DM on IG and just blow up, her, blow, up, blow up her DMs. You know. Yeah. Blow it up. Come see us. And we'll give you, and if you tune in, there will also be a code to go to the show for free if you're in New York, June 1st to 3rd. You be talking about Delaware today? No, I ain't going to talk about Delaware. No. Calvin, then. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I'm tuning in because I'm coming to the show. And Thank you, Liz. I can't wait. You bringing all the girls to the yard? Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we can invite everybody to our public, uh, the public section of Discord so we can talk about it. Yeah, y'all can bitch about me on Discord. You, yeah. Jason, back, get it going. I mean, All right. I'll just bitch Half about time, you I've gotten the show just back on the rails. Oh, my You're goodness. You're welcome. <laughs> the Delaware you, Gretchen. So amazing, Gretchen. So, so, so amazing. And she's drinking hot coffee again today. Look at that. Everyone's favorite. I don't believe in iced coffee. I just don't understand that. I won't do it. I can't do it. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I will always drink hot coffee. And liberal sip tea, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. The 
thoughts and opinions in general overall shade thrown at Hyatt Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. If you're an easily offended person, this show is probably not for you. And maybe you should partner up with Adam Bierman and Steve D'Angelo. Do it. Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Up next, this 25-year board-certified integrative medicine internist is a two-time best-selling author and the CEO of Balanced Medicinals, where she and her expert team cook up the meds because they know you're too lazy to do it yourself. Up next, y'all know who it is, Dr. Mary Clifton. Thanks, everyone. I'm surprised to be coming on so early, so... Uh, but, but I'm all set to go. My uh, article is actually provided from ABC6 uh, Action News Investigation by Chad Pradelli and Cheryl Mettendorf, uh, uh, published Wednesday, March 29th. This is an investigation uh, uh, into a lawmaker who took a drug test to prove that Pennsylvania DUI laws are unfair. Uh, marijuana laws are evolving, of course, from state to state, but in Pennsylvania and Delaware, the DUI laws are called zero tolerance, which means you can't have any amount of cannabis in your system, whether you perceive yourself to be impaired or not. And critics say that that's unfair, including Representative Chris Rabb, R-A-B-B. Rabb currently has a bill that would change the law in Pennsylvania and require proof of impairment for DUI due to cannabis. In mid-February, Representative Rob agreed to take a drug test to prove his point. He, 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 he takes uh, tinctures that are liquids infused with cannabis, <laughs> and he takes a third of a dropper under his tongue and swallows it before bed. Uh, it's been more than 12 hours since he took his last cannabis dose. He said, I wake up feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with no symptoms. So he agreed to take a drug test to prove his point that his that his drug test is positive, but he was completely unimpaired. He is among nearly half a million Pennsylvanians who have a medical marijuana card. He says he takes the tinctures after suffering PTSD, after being just steps away from a brutal murder outside of a corner store in 2016. Those of us who were there thought that the person would kill us all, he said. And that comment made me think about all of these active shooters in school and how many kids are going to be dealing with PTSD just because there was a shooter nearby, not because they were individually injured. So uh, anyway, the, he, of course, has uh, people who believe the way he believes and people who think that there should remain a zero tolerance. Um, but, you know, if there's any, so, so what do you guys think? Do you think a person should be uh, in a position to get a DUI uh, simply because they consume cannabis and they get pulled over? Or does there have to be a proof of impairment? 
I mean, just uh, I want to describe. I want. Is there a definition of proof of impairment? Is there an actual legal definition of proof of impairment when it comes to, uh, well, to DRE? Well, that would be a test. That would be a roadside test. But no, is it, no. you know, proof of impairment, you have a, you know, you have a test. But my question is, you can't just be pulled. You can't just get a DUI for admitting that you've had a drink before driving, right? You have to hit that limit. Yes, you can. You know, you, can. you 100%. So just saying that, just yeah. saying that. A hundred percent. I mean, I shut the fuck up when I get pulled over, so I don't even know. But I once you, once you say that you have given them probable cause, yeah. Well, then that way they can give you a field sobriety test, which you should elect to turn down yeah. and tell them just take me to the station and draw my blood. That's what you should take because and because that's going to take them the longest to actually figure anything out. Personally, I wouldn't say anything. I just this is just me poking my head up. Like, can they just do that? I think that's, it's wrong. Period. I turn the camera wrong. on. I well, I think it depends on the state. If there's an odor, you can argue that there was consumption. And then if you have a zero tolerance policy and there's the odor of cannabis in the car, then that could lead to a DUI. I don't believe that odor is significant enough to, to cause for a DUI. I know in a lot of states that, that, that they do have the ability to do that. But I think the odor just means that you have something that smells like weed. You could be traveling with hemp. And it's still going to be the same terpene profiles that would be in cannabis that that if you were carrying a bunch of smokable. Well, and I Might forget which state, alone. but somebody just recently uh, put out that they were going to make the smell of weed no longer probable cause. California's done that. California's done that. There's a couple other states that have done that as yeah. well. I, there has to be. Mentioned. I don't care. When it comes to a, a DUI, there has to be some type of test. Uh, there has to be some type of impairment. Uh, for the cop in the story to just say, if you consume cannabis in the past 24 hours, you're impaired is ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, totally ridiculous. They need to come up with a test. Yeah. Well, they're not going to come up with a test because there's well, no way I'm to really test that. They need to. We don't need I more. Mean, I mean, it would be so much fun. Like, what would it be like Sudoku? Drug driving you know, is farce. And the fact that people dance. buy into this BS is just ridiculous. I thought you were a fan of what? freedom, Gretchen. Yes, I am. Of but course, have, I'm, I'm also I am also a fan of safe roads. So I'm just because I'm a fan too. of freedom doesn't mean that I think anybody should be driving around, you know, stoned out of their mind or, you know, okay. drunk as a skunk. I okay. think that there should be standards in place and that we should have a real test. I'm not talking about What a, about pharmaceuticals? A, 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 what, what about pharmaceuticals? Sure, like, absolutely. Yeah. Throw them in jail. There's plenty I, of people on opioids Everybody loves every to come day at me around. and thinks I'm a hypocrite. I ain't no hypocrite. If you've done anything, I don't care what it is, legal or not, toss them in jail. No problem. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm you know, Tiger test, driving around already. on Xanax, whatever the hell he was doing, toss his ass in jail. Would it be crazy to just say a good driving test, like I, just impaired, period? I, I, impaired, I, I, period. There's, there I'm with Nick on this because you can be no, charged with shouldn't. impaired driving for just being tired. There is a test already. Right. And, and Nick, yeah. I'm not talking about uh, what test is he referring to? I'm, re I'm referring to what they need to come up with is. It, Either that's, breathalyzer that's a, of no, some sort. It's the video some, game test. It's the video no, game test. No, you put no. the thing over your head and it measures how fast your actual reaction time is to different things that are coming at you. There that's the only thing that makes any sense in, at all. But we have actual scientific on. test. That is scientific. Not some, Jason, not that's something that is around. left up well, to that's every possible. The VR no, no, no. I agree. I agree you on that. You're racing to McDonald's. That's Mary. We need a munchie measure because what if you're just racing to McDonald's? 
They just put you, they put you in mean, the Oculus headset. They put you in the metaverse, and that's exactly you really tell. They're going to measure. They're going to measure your eyes and how fast oh you react God. to the different Mark different obstacles that get presented in front of you. And to me, I think the 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 computer can tell whether or not you're operating too slow or reacting too slow or whatnot, and and all of that. So, so what if you're a slow person? Well, yeah, we, we we have we have Brandon up from the clubhouse audience to comment on this. What do you have to t- tell us about <laughs> what's happening in Missouri, Brandon? Let's yeah, man, Brandon. I'm actually driving from Kansas City to Oklahoma City for Canicon, and it would be a, an hour and 45 minutes shorter if I went through Kansas. But if I get pulled over in Kansas, regardless, if they even see paraphernalia, that's a 30-day sentence. You have to get bonded out. So I'm driving all the way through Missouri and then hitting Oklahoma and going across because there is no wow. way I've got anything. I had a friend who's in her 70s, got pulled over coming back from the grocery store from her house in Missouri, going to the grocery store in Kansas. They found an old joint that was just left a roach, put her in jail. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, what they do. By state for sure. So, yeah, fuck, man, this bullshit. Godspeed, my friend. Be safe. Appreciate it. Drive uh, safe so out there, Brandon. Just ridiculous. Oh, man. You know what? And, and to all those environmentalists out there, he's having to drive an extra hour and a half and waste all of that fuel, all because of the laws in Kansas. Man, I thought you were all about the law and order, Jason. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to go to our next commercial. We're going to be right back. Coming up next, she's the host of the show that only allows women to participate called Feminize. That's right. It's pretty popular, but she does only allow girls to participate, which I guess. We're called women, not girls. What so, is it? so you're saying it's discriminatory, Jason? Whatever. Well, yes. can, I, can I finish my intro, please? No, I would say that it is a very educated show. It's a very educated show. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Fair enough. But educated by With women, for women, for women, by That's women, right. and she is also the quickest defender of Steve D'Angelo. That's right. It is Texas's very own Liz Grow. Thank you for that intro, Jason. I really, I just love that you had to give me an intro. After our little, um, after our little tug of war with Steve with his braids, no you know, you were on one end, I was on the other. Um, I, I do have to just quickly before I get into this crazy story, I do have to say that you know my relationship with Steve is it's I was you know it's a spiritual kind of thing, and maybe Jason thinks that's, that's he, weird, that's and I respect that. But I do think that I I should be able to just. Put that out there that um, I've I've learned a lot from him. I didn't haven't had your experience, and I'm really excited to learn more about your experience because I do care about you too. You know, I hate that you've been burned. I hate that you fucking feel this way. So I'm not going to try to convince you. I just want to understand. But you guys, we do have to get into something, okay? We got to get into the fact that authorities raid businesses to find marijuana and find marijuana flour and altered THC products in a dispensary in Mississippi. This news comes from WLOX news station in Mississippi. 
So yesterday, several businesses in the area were raided by local authorities for selling illegal marijuana products. The Hancock County Sheriff's Office, Bay St. Louis Police Department, St. Tammany's Parish Sheriff's Office, and Mississippi Alcohol Beverage Control arrested two people connected with the shop and executed search warrants at multiple LA Harvest Company locations. I'm just so curious why they needed so much law enforcement uh, and how much this little production cost, okay? You would, you know, just wait till you hear what they got, okay? Um, the stores were advertising selling varieties of hemp and Delta 8 products, huh? Delta 8. But employees are actually found to be selling marijuana flour and other items with concentrations of THC above the legal limit. Agents seized more than 75 pounds of marijuana flour and 26 packages of THC-infused edible products. Narcotics agents also located extensive paraphernalia, okay, that confirmed to authorities that businesses, that the business were creating uh, infused products of their own using an internal lab-like setup. Uh, I imagine it's not like the dissimilar to Breaking Bad, season three, Pinkman and Heisenberg at the exterminator company. Um, but the business owner, Karen McLean, and employee Darren Perskins have been arrested and held on charges of sales and distribution of a controlled substance, and McLean is also facing a charge of trafficking controlled substances. Authorities want the public to know, and this is important, that some, pro that some products available for purchase at LA Harvest Company contained concentrations of THC that are more that are illegal and their possession in Mississippi is illegal so you could go to jail if you bought products from this dispensary so that absolutely sucks um, and that in addition to the marijuana flower being mixed in higher concentrations don't really know what that means um, the, the business had also altered packaging of several commercially packaged products to reflect that the THC concentration of those products was below the legal concentration allowed in Mississippi. So here again, I'm just like wondering what they did to the packaging to like fool consumers. Um, this is just a crazy, obviously this poses a problem for consumers, you know, who may mistakenly believe the product is illegal uh, or is legal when it's not, um, but, and it can also hurt someone um, if these products have been altered in any way. This is medicine. I would love to hear what the peanut gallery thinks of this story. Um, this is Liz Grow reporting from deep in the heart of Delta 8 country for La High at 9 News. Dude, Liz, where was the store at? Uh, this store was in, I will drop a pin, Jason, one sec. I'm actually reporting live. I don't know how to drop it. Right now, um, I'm about to smoke a Delta 8 blunt. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. St. Louis, Mississippi. Mm, Bay, Bay St. Louis. Don't get it twisted. Okay, Whatever. got that bay. St. Louis, Mississippi, bay. <laughs> I mean, listen, state, Mississippi is, is, is a state. We all know that they are, um, you and know, state in the suffering. Nation. Yeah, they're suffering. And um, this kind of, it just sucks. Make the goddamn plant legal. Free the plant, especially in Mississippi, where we have um, the University of Mississippi growing the Mississippi that has been used in research for Strong decades weed. in the yeah, U.S. You know, they, you know, you know they don't grow weed. anything stronger than Delta Six. Oh, Do you know why? You know why they don't grow anything stronger than Delta Six? Because anything stronger than Delta Six will gum up their rolling machines. Okay. 
I believe it. It's a total government. I effort. fucking believe it. Um, Sue Sicily has done a lot of research on this very topic and um, will educate us all about what type of product is coming out of that program that is government sponsored. It's disgusting. It's horrible. You know, now more people are getting, you know, harassed. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's good to do bad business. Don't get me wrong. If you say you're selling something, you better keep your consumers safe and give them all the information. So, um, at the so same Liz, time, it's like, why do we need like all the law enforcement officers, like the SWAT team to like come in and like take all the, okay, all right, take plant. it, take it's it, a very dangerous plant. <laughs> it is. Do we know, do we know if this was a licensed dispensary? No, this is not a licensed dispensary. This is a head shop. This is like a, a hemp CBD store, store. Yeah. like a CBD store, Gretchen, that they went in and, and, and raided, uh, for selling Delta eight products, HHC and you whatever those other shop. THCO, you know. Everything else. Dr. Mary, I, I mean, you, you deal with a lot of Delta 8 and HHC and THCO. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on, this, on this raid in Mississippi? Mississippi is having a hard time with their medical rollout, and, and they, uh, they're, they're trying to get more people signed up, but their sign-up is very, very slow. And their process, I mean, to direct the people to the website, I reviewed their process with them, is pretty pretty lame and uh and and i think they're i think they're just trying to redirect as much of the market that's going to the hemp derived products market at this point they're trying to redirect everybody into the medical cannabis market because otherwise they're going to be one of the biggest flops in the country with their medical cannabis program mm -hmm. uh, you know i think the best thing they can do is try to shut down a few uh shops and and get everybody on the run a little bit and then you know go city to city with a campaign to sign people up oh campaigning around town i mean i mean i i think i think this store is ultimately going to have like a major lawsuit on their hands in regards to 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 enforcement on them because unless they find stuff that's in their store that's higher than what the federal government allows, I think they're going to have a case against against uh, against this agency that raided them. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, that just is. But between now and then, you know, how do you pay your bills? It's just unfortunate that these raids have to happen. But I, I guess they help, you know, drive commerce in a different direction. Well, fortunately, if they're in Mississippi, their bill shouldn't be that expensive. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Bills are bills, dude. I understand <laughs> that bills are bills. I agree with you on that, Liz, but I'm just saying that everything is a lot cheaper in Mississippi. Yes. So you're saying uh, Clinton is Still the hurts. Same, so a Clinton is the same thing as a Gates. What? Bills. I have, anyway, no, I have a real question. Sense, Rico. I have a real question. So Jason Beck. A bill is a yes. bill. You yes. said you think the store has a case? I think the store does have a case. Why? Because they got raided for selling technically federally legal products when they're saying that they're selling illegal products. They, no, no, they had 75 pounds of flour. How is that a legal product if you're not a licensed dispensary? They found actual weed there. I, how do you know that's not hemp? It said agencies more than 75 pounds of marijuana flour and 26 yeah, packages but, but saying, of THC infused edible products. I'm not buying. I'm not buying that. That's what they found. I'm buying. That's what maybe the label. Okay, says everybody's lying. Hundred percent, they're lying. Cops <laughs> lie all the time on all this type of paperwork. Let's let let's see what the last say, and then they're going to be like, "Oh, sorry, this was all hemp flour." Oh, whoop de woo. 
<laughs> Jason is on a roll today. I love it, man. Let's, let's keep Next. Going. Oh, um, what, what, where's Wildstar when we need him? Yeah, this we have an we, ad first. No, no, no. We just want to make sure that we remind everybody that we're almost at a thousand subscribers. So if you have not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get up to over a thousand subscribers. We want to do it before Friday. So if you could please help us out, we'd appreciate it. But please continue, Rico. Please subscribe. This conservative Wisconsin-rooted Fresno-based raptivist and fellow dope dad never lowers his voice when speaking for the people. And he will not allow the haters and race baiters and Joe Biden's America block out the black side of liberty. Y'all can do the math, but he's here to deliver a little bit of them language arts. Y'all know who it is. It is the governor, Nicholas Wildstar. Thank you for the intro, Rico. A small peachum cannabis grower has had to pay a big price for a promotional video he posted to social media. Devin Daly, owner of Tall Truck, a tier one indoor growing operation of less than 1,000 square feet of cannabis plants, posted a video of himself on Instagram to promote his cannabis. It was a great, great video, but it wasn't worth it, he said. That's for sure. In the video, which he recorded in early December and which he has since taken down, Daly gets out of a vehicle and enters a storefront in Manhattan that was not licensed to sell adult recreational retail cannabis. It was basically a spot where you could go and buy your cannabis and then it had a smoking lounge out back, Daly said. At the time, no New York establishment was licensed for recreational sales. The first licensed adult cannabis retail establishment opened in New York in late December. In the video, Daily touts a little tasty treat from Vermont, that's for you, as he hands over a green and yellow box of cannabis products with tall truck and printed on it to women behind the counter. A notice of violation from the Vermont Cannabis Control Board cites video evidence of Daily delivering cannabis to the business on the tall truck Instagram profile. It cites them for delivering cannabis into the illicit market in New York City. It was pretty much a publicity stunt about me potentially potentially opening up a, um, the opening up in the New York City market for the tall truck, said Daly. I guess I pushed the limits a little bit. Some snitch bitch who's definitely in need of some stitches reported to the video um, to the Vermont Cannabis Control Board, and Daly ended up paying $20,000 in extortion fees for transporting cannabis outside of Vermont. It's a killer for someone like me, he said. In addition to the fine, the board initially suspended Daly's license for up to 60 days. Daly was also fined another $10,000 for making a false statement to the board, allegedly when he told the board he would not be selling cannabis out of the state an additional and an additional ten thousand dollars for allegedly diverting uh, Vermont cannabis to the illicit New York market. Those additional punishments were suspended, provided daily abides by R- Vermont's cannabis regulations for the next two years. Daily is philosophical about the experience. You make your bed, you sleep in it. He said, "You pay for your mistakes." Said just like someone who's been cucked by the government. That's why I like to say, fuck the government. Stop letting them fuck you. This is Nick Wildstar, a.k.a. The Governor, reporting for the High Nine News Hour. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 
Man, Nick, with the fire today. Strong words, Governor. Uh, yes, well, sir, well, I so appreciate good. your opinion. However, this man is a dipshit. I'm sorry. I don't care. You can't he post is. a video of He's doing an illegal act and yep. not think you're going to get in trouble. What was he thinking? This is what I'm saying this was wrong, okay? I listen to you guys go back and forth all day long, but... You really are thinking like liberty-minded people. This is America, and if it was yeah. free commerce, he no, should be there's able There's no to free commerce. Wait a How, does this it mean listen to the show? If it was apples, bananas, who would shit. give a fuck if he's taking his business product across uh, across state lines? And so he's committing a federal crime. Asking he permission from lucky. another man to do so makes no sense. In a free country, the sovereign trailer. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you, Nick. But the reality is that I agree with you, Nick. But the reality of it is this: is that we've created so many fuck laws that fuck us in so many ways. Exactly. The reality of it is this: is that he did commit a federal crime by transporting weed and documenting it as a felony gave him all the evidence to prove that, that happened. And I'll tell you what: I agree with you. I agree with that, Nick. But I'm going to tell you what. If property values were higher in Vermont, I bet you the DEA would prosecute this guy and they would seize his property. I think, frankly, I think for how stupid this man was, I think he's getting off easy on the $2,000 fine and getting to keep uh, his license and whatever else. uh, Vermont did not come down hard on him at all. Not at all. No way. Not at all. Right. Troy Lawrence said, do you have to ask to take your pills across state line or check? To no, see but it's a pharmaceutical. It's a pharmaceutical drug and pharmaceutical drugs. If you have a prescription are allowed in anywhere in the country. But I'm just saying Walmart um, takes goods across state lines all day. Yeah, they take, I, they take I, I agree with that. Goods. I agree with that, Nick. But the point of, of the matter is this. According the to the United States of America. Exactly, the government. Yeah. How much, how much have you been smoking this morning, Wildstar? How much? How much have you been smoking? Have you and Liz Grove been puffing away all day? <laughs> because it's all right. God damn it. Because it's all right. Oh, my God. I'm loving this shit today. I'm loving this heat today, man. I love the heat, man. I appreciate the love of freedom. I have no problem with the love of freedom. However, this country has laws. The man broke them, and then he put them on video on social media for the whole world to see. Listen, the only way to crime is defined is if you have a victim. There is no victim. There is no crime. The state is not a fucking victim. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you who the victim is. There is a victim in here, Nick. You a portion of your money or get permission from me. Therefore... You there is a victim here, Nick. I'm going to smoke to that. Nick, there is Governor, a victim, there is a victim in this crime. The victim is whoever had to smoke his booth weed. That's the victim. <laughs> hey, the guy was clever in marketing. Don't get mad at him because he got, he, he jumped clever. the gun. And got this is not clever. Then let me tell you something. This is what's, not clever. Hey, you know how many Instagram pages there are that sell drugs and ship them across state lines? Do you know how many DMs I get from like randos change, every day? Change because every they day. will. <laughs> Because the must have been high in the knee to public opinion and they're finally going to change the fucking federal laws and you're going to be able to have interstate commerce for cannabis all day long when big government is making money off of it. 
Nicholas Wellstar. Will you change your argument then? Of course. Of because course, I'm a law-abiding law citizen. Because the law. Because the law is what's constructed. Oh, never mind. I love the anarchy. I love the anarchy, Nicholas. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Anarchy just videotape yourself while you're doing this. We don't need the government to sanction every peer-to-peer we need to take um, that. No, I, will, I will call this man clever, and I will call him a marketing genius when he Stop posts it. a video. Wait, Jason, back. I will. I will call him a marketing genius when I see a video of him high fiving a DEA agent, saying "Good job, way to take this across state lines." Then he's a good marketer. When and the man broke the damn law. I'm sorry that you don't like the law. There are lots of laws. This is how the government works. I don't like taxes. I still gotta pay them. What, what are you talking about? I don't understand at all how you think this man has a defense. He's a sovereign traveler. I like, I, I like what Mark uh, Scalione is saying. He says he has a Vermont CCB-issued license that tracks all of his production seed to sale. This is diversion captured on video, including his own security cameras. Yep. Point. Open and shut case right there. <laughs> Boom. That's how you snitch on yourself. But, but if he's a, what, what if he's a sovereign citizen, though? Oh, he's not. Lord. He's not. There's no such thing as a sovereign citizen. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do the sovereign You are tripping. <laughs> tripping, tripping, tripping. You got me so, so worked up, Nicholas the Wildstar. You froze me. Look at that. <laughs> she's cold blooded. <laughs> You're just holding that stare real hard. I like it though. I like this. Wrap it up. Uh-huh. Wrap it up, B. Oh man, this was fun today, you guys. This was a pretty, pretty interesting, interesting show today, you guys. You guys yeah. Thank I'm you hugging, all I'm hugging you all. Thank you all for getting high at nine with us every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big thank you to our audience and supporters for tuning in daily and listening to not only the insanity that we say, but also the insanity that is the developing cannabis industry. Thank you to all of our haters out there for always talking and thinking about us because we have the most immaculate pieces of property rent free inside of your head. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to set up a new trap shop division out there just because there's no enforcement in your head. Thank you to all of our sponsors, Omar Figueroa, iSpire, DNA Genetics, for helping us rock and roll. Thank you to our correspondents for being absolutely amazing. And thank you to Cannabis Sativa L for always giving us the reason and motivation to do this on a daily basis. Thank you to Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, Green Street, and of course, oh yeah, Zaza Simone Brown holding us down in Clubhouse. And oh yes, thank you all for tuning in and getting high at nine with us. It's America's number one daily cannabis news show.